travel checklist of 130 countries counting. This is me, Andrea. And me, Heidi, ready to whisk you around the world and fill those gaps in your maps. And in this, our 10th podcast, we're heading stateside for a special on Steel City. Oh, where's that, Andrea? Well, Heidi, it's none other than Pittsburgh, PA, where I've just spent a fantastic few days. Thank you very much. I'm very much looking forward to that and receiving all the prezzies you've no doubt bought me. I have bought presents, okay. but I'm going to be partaking of them myself too. Okay, well, when my present to you is I'll be testing your <laughs> metal, steel metal, get it, uh, with another wear in the world. Very good, but before we start, I want to shout out to all of our followers from around the world. Now, I know most of our followers are from the UK and the USA, but we also have followers from Ukraine. Actually, after the UK and the USA, we have more followers from Ukraine than anywhere else. We also have followers in Australia, Finland, Argentina, Greece, Ireland. Is this just one person that travels a lot? <laughs> Maybe it's me and my GPS. It's you. India, South Korea, the Netherlands, Panama. Who do we know in Panama? Romania and Venezuela. So hi. Hello. To everyone, wherever you are. You know what this means, Andrea? What? We don't ever have to pay for a hotel ever again. <laughs> and if you want to get in touch, why don't you email us at travel at inyourpocket.com or visit us on Insta, Twitter and Facebook. But now... It's time for our regular globetrotting brain teaser. Where in the world? Right, Andrea, before you whisk me to Pittsburgh, I have three clues leading to a particular destination. Are you ready? I'm rock steady ready. (laughs) Clue one. This is its country's second largest city. Is it Pittsburgh? No. Okay. Is that America's second largest? I, <laughs> no. I would beg to say no. But it's a Pittsburgh special. Clue two. Its main entertainment venue shares its name with a nocturnal mammal native to, not Pittsburgh, Central and South America. It has large claws and a body covered in bony plates. Now, not the venue, but it, the name that it shares. Arm, arm, An armadillo. Do you want the third clue? Yes, please. Um, clue three. In November 2021, it celebrated a shared industrial heritage by becoming sister city with Pittsburgh. Ah, okay, very clever. Yes. So, um... Should we just leave it? Yeah. Let, let it simmer. Heidi, I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania recently and you weren't. Yeah, honest to God, Andrea, like sort yourself out some attitude on you, by the way. (laughs) Also, check out my t-shirt from Steel City, a really cool little business, which makes all these amazing vintage style t-shirts and the company's called steel city because pittsburgh is known as steel city you've said that yeah, yeah. did you steal it was no was it, actually, did you pay was it for a steal <laughs> was a steal i actually bought it it's very and nice and it says steel city is calling and i must go and there's a wee man uh, trekking his way through to the the lower slopes of some mountain range yeah i don't yeah. know what that is but anyway that's what i bought myself but i also because i'm extremely generous bought you a present yes thank you and the first one is because there's more than one is this wine yeah a red wine and it's got the number 21 my age (laughs) on it 
Oh, that's the wine life. being poured. <laughs> it's not me having a toilet break. This is Engine House 25 21? Wines. That's 21? No, it says Engine House 25 is the name of the oh. company. It's called a 17 Carm, which is a Carmenera. It's quite expensive. Oh, yes. Uh, so I don't think you'll have the palate to appreciate this, but here we Absolutely go. Absolutely passive-aggressive behaviour <laughs> um, No, it does smell. It's got a very strong, aromatic bouquet. It's absolutely, it smells delicious. This was a gift. When you arrived at your hotel? Yeah, in my hotel room. It nice. says it has notes of juniper berry, dark earthy granite. It's very, it is dark. Bacon fat. Um, where do they get these? Hints <laughs> of green peppercorn, spicy oak black cherry and plum so anyway right, cheers, cheers again if you didn't have those tasting notes andrea what I would, would you know. actually I would say, say it tastes, it tastes of wine. red wine it is red grapes it's delicious and thank you to pittsburgh for providing this and you for carrying it all across I bring it all the way home i could have drank that and I brought it all the way across the pond i also have this for you oh right What's it's this? a little pin or we call them badges yes but the americans call them pin, pin collectors and Aww. it is a little heinz pickle badge it's just for you it is a gherkin we call them gherkins <laughs> oh, wow so this now means you're an honorary Pittsburghian or a Yinzer, as oh, the locals says, call it. It says Heinz. Well, we're going to talk about that later with our departure lounge guest. And that is, of course, Heinz of pickle and ketchup fame. But we'll find out more about it later. I must say, I'm more au fait with Heinz ketchup than I am Heinz pickle. Well, for now, because I also have... Ooh. These aren't Heinz pickles, but these are pickles. And apparently, there's a three-day pickle festival in Pittsburgh every year. They're really into their pickles. Do they get pickled at the pickle festival <laughs> with <laughs> the red wine? They're going to get pickled mm. with the red wine. So you're opening up a little yep. plastic pouch. Um, garlic dill pickle spears. Mmm. So anyway, Pittsburgh is my new favourite city. I had this image of it being a bit like smoggy and dull. You know, the deer hunter well, people also, grew up with in the 70s. Also, it's also the name Pitt, the word Pitt, the pits. But right up until the 1980s, it was the centre of the US steel industry, which is why it's called Steel City. But it's very, very affordable. It has a great food culture. It has beautiful Victorian and Art Deco skyscrapers. It has a real industrial heritage, so it has all the history. It's great for families. It has so many museums. Andrew Carnegie, who was the big philanthropist, Scots-Irish heritage. There's a Carnegie Museum of Natural History. There's a Carnegie Museum of Art and a Carnegie Science Centre. So he kind of liked putting his name to everything. He didn't get his name on the city, though. No, he didn't. Missed that That trick. was William Pitt. Yeah. It sounds like it would be great for all reasons. Families, couples, guys going away. Yeah. Gals. I mean, I like that it is more affordable than yes. the other obvious cities to visit and I think you know we do this travel in your pocket podcast and it's as much to talk about and explore areas and destinations that are a little bit off the, the beaten path um, to hopefully inspire others Presumably, Andrea, in this episode of our travel in your pocket podcast Pittsburgh special you have got <laughs> A top five Pittsburgh theme, have you? How did you guess? I was shot in the dark. Okay. This is our top five only in Pittsburgh. Only in Pittsburgh. Only in Pittsburgh. Okay. That's a big claim. Yeah. I'm going to stand by it. Okay, go for Prepare it. Prepare to be amazed. Pittsburgh. 
This comes via visitpittsburgh.com and also my own judgment <laughs> as to the things I experienced when I was there. Well, I like that you put that caveat in. Yeah. And apologies to visit Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Number five. Only in Pittsburgh, 446 bridges. What? I know. It boasts more bridges than Venice. This would suggest a a particularly big waterway or river in Pittsburgh, Andrea? Yes, there's actually three rivers. Now, I'm going to pronounce these wrong because a feature of this podcast is that we pronounce everything wrong. don't to say anything. There's the Alleghenie River. I think I know her. (laughs) The... Monongahela and those two rivers meet to form the Ohio River. Uh, I can't actually Ohio. say the say Ohio River. Right. Okay, next in your top five, Pittsburgh only. Pittsburgh. Number four, the Moonshot Museum. Now this hasn't actually opened yet. It's set to open in October and it comes from a space robotics company called Astrobotic, but it's the big thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about the Space Museum and it'll be Pennsylvania's only museum dedicated to space you'll be able to see lunar landers and lunar rovers being built in real time. And you can apparently even go on a simulated lunar mission. So that's going to be like super popular with kids. Mm -hmm. There's going to be school groups. That's going to be loads and loads of fun. Love it. Are you ready for the next one? Go. Are you ready for another present? Ooh, yeah. Always ready for a present. Go for it. So number three in only in Pittsburgh attractions is Wiggle Whiskey. Wiggle Whiskey? Wiggle Whiskey. It's a distillery. So what have you brought me? Well, I have brought you some... Actual whiskey. Actual Wiggle Whiskey. Oh, Oh, that looks... It's a small... It's a small Listener, one. it's a small <laughs> sample bottle. I brought home a full bottle of wine. You have, so that's fine. But it's a family-owned like distillery and Wiggle Whiskey is made from scratch in Pittsburgh. So it's a proper Pittsburgh whisker and it's the most awarded craft whiskey distillery in the United States. Let's open it in up. In the United States? In the United States. I like it. So we're going to crack this yep. one open. It's a small sample bottle. So oh, stop going on about I the fact that it's a small I'm sample bottle. I'm painting the picture of your meanness. <laughs> <laughs> Pouring. Just a little nip. I'll have mine. Ooh. What's it smell like? It notes. smells uh, notes of um, alcohol. <laughs> Rye. Let me see what the bottle says. Stop, stop cheating. Pittsburgh has an actually fascinating whiskey connection, which we will also hear about later. Oh, we're sorry. We're doing a top five, aren't yes. we? <laughs> yeah, I forget. I just think I'm in the bar. Uh, okay, well, are we at number two? Yeah, we're at number two. Of, of things only in Pittsburgh. This was probably the thing that drew me to Pittsburgh in the first place because I'm a big fan. It's the Andy Warhol Museum. Yeah. Now, this is something else. I mean, big name. Yes. Would not have known. Really? No, didn't know. So tell me. I knew about the Andy Warhol Museum. And also there's a thing on Netflix at the minute have you seen that the Andy Warhol Diaries no but yeah. I, I should watch it now that you should been watch to Pittsburgh, it yeah. the birthplace of Andy Warhol Andrew Warhola as he was born uh-huh. to Slovakian immigrant parents and obviously he became one of the biggest names in pop art and the biggest Andrea the biggest okay the biggest name 
And the museum holds the world's largest collection of his work. It's the largest museum dedicated to a single artist in North America. Spread over seven floors, the museum exhibits over 12,000 pieces of his work. Okay, so you saw the big hitters. Amazing. Yeah, so you saw Marilyn Monroe, the Coke bottles. But not only that, not only the artwork, you saw the photographs of him when he was a young man. You saw his parents, you saw him as a child. There was a bit about Pitt in those days then you saw him he became a commercial artist in New York there was also a thing where you go in and you know Andy Warhol's famous films he did screen tests mm-hmm. where you sort of just sit and look at the camera you could do that so it was Real really in- yeah it was really interactive and not just for like kids interactive for adults interactive we spent hours there it was really good I would say that that museum would be a real draw for a lot of tourists you know that definitely sets Pittsburgh out from all the other cities. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Only in Pittsburgh. Yeah, only, only in Pittsburgh. Only in Pittsburgh. Themed <laughs> top five. And we haven't even got to number one. Like, well, Andy Warhol's not number one. No, not even number one. Wow, what's going on? Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, number one, and I don't think you'll have heard of this, is Primanti Brothers. No, I have not heard of them. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. When we got to Pittsburgh, and my husband and I always ask people, the people who came up to us on the street and said, can we help you with where you're going? We always ask Uber drivers. We asked our hotel general manager. We said, where do you recommend we do? You know, what do we do? Where do we go? And they all said Primanti Brothers. It's Pittsburgh's most famous sandwich. So it's sort of like a, a really old restaurant, really traditional thing. It was founded in 1933. So this is like a Philly cheesesteak? Yes, but don't say that. You, you don't say. Don't say don't that. Don't mention the Philly Pretend we steak. haven't said that. Don't say it. So it's a sandwich consisting of grilled meat, coleslaw, tomato, tomato, uh-huh. as they would say, uh-huh. French fries, chips, all squished between Italian bread. That's carb overload. I love carbs. Fries though. and bread yeah. in a sandwich. It was like a chip body. But it also has meat and cheese and coleslaw, coleslaw and tomato. tomato. Tomatoes. So the original Primanti Brothers restaurant is in an area called the Strip District. This restaurant has been made, named one of America's classic restaurants. And the sandwich dates back to the Great Depression, sort of 1929 onwards into the 30s. And it was invented by Joe Primanti. And the idea was that you would come in, you want to grab a sandwich wrapped in newspaper. Mm -hmm. You want to hold it with one hand, all in one. It's like a Cornish pasta. Yes. Well, exactly. And that's quite often the history of working class blue collar workers food is it delicious you tried it uh, oh it's so delicious yeah. it's so indulgent there's actually an outlet in the airport if you want like one more before you fly home yeah 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 so that's our pittsburgh top five that was great because it had a little bit of everything it had yeah, food, food drink, drink art art architecture yeah. space. space space brilliant brilliant <laughs> Today in our Fantasy Departure Lounge, we have an absolutely amazing guest. It's Corrie from Pittsburgh. Now, a highlight of my trip to the city was going on a walking tour of the downtown area with the wonderful Corrie on a walk the Berg tour. But tell me a bit about your history first, because you told me all about the history of Pittsburgh. What's your history? What made you go into tour guiding? Sure. Um, so I, I'm born and raised here in Pittsburgh, and I was always a history buff. My, my father is very into history. So as a little kid, I would, you know, read uh, history books and watch old war movies with him. So I uh, 
decided to study history uh, in college. I became a high school history teacher. So I taught for um, a couple of years and I ended up teaching a law class while I was a teacher and uh, fell in love with that as well. So I ended up uh, actually leaving teaching and, and going into law school. And so since then, I've been a, an attorney in downtown. I actually still wanted to work with kids and families. And so what I do is I work in child welfare. I, I uh, represent this, the caseworkers or the social workers. I've been working for years in downtown Pittsburgh. It's absolutely stunning. It's architecture, it's history. And I found that I really missed talking about history and so I started doing walking tours. It's probably been my sixth summer and really just show off beautiful downtown. It's the best of both worlds. I really do love meeting people from all over, you know, welcoming them to my city and making sure that you have a great time while you're there. Well, as Andrea tells me and Joyce telling me a lot, Corey, I have never been to Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> yet. And, yet. Well, yet, exactly. Still early. But what are the preconceptions and misconceptions do you think you hear from tourists the most? Um, so obviously the most common uh, nickname, right, that you know Pittsburgh, everyone knows Pittsburgh as having is the steel city, right? We are that steel town, that industrial kind of powerhouse. And with that, a lot of people think of Pittsburgh as being that steel city and it being very dirty being, and, and that was true. I mean, that's not a misconception. Pittsburgh was at the height of the steel industry, absolutely uh, disgusting. <laughs> the uh, streetlights in downtown Pittsburgh would come on midday. It was so dark. The buildings all were black. You know, if, if you came into town and worked there, you would have to bring extra, uh, like an extra white dress shirt because your clothing would get soot on it. So I think and, and again, with that, unfortunately, the rivers were dirty and everything was just this dirty steel town. So I think that when people come to Pittsburgh, they are absolutely blown away by, first off, how clean it is um, and the architecture and the beauty of downtown. I think that they think they're going to expect this very like gritty kind of, uh, I don't want to say desolate, but like a darker kind of image and are blown away by the art the, I think Andrea, actually, we're, we were walking around downtown and we saw these beautiful bronze magnolia tree sculptures. And um, you and your husband were so uh, amazed that they, first off, were not um, damaged. I guess you people had not defaced them or there was no graffiti on them. And they were in the middle of a downtown street. And so, you know, I, I think people were really surprised that we were not that dirty steel town and that we're this very flourishing, um, kind of uh, beautiful architectural city uh, that has a lot to it. The way you've described it, Corey, is true. There is that preconception, but isn't that the great thing about travel? I love going somewhere and you do have this vision, image in your head of what you're going to arrive to and it's totally been blown out the water. So already sounding great. Corey, at the start of the episode, I give Heidi a little Heinz pickle pin. And in fact, it's the one you gave me. Oh, fantastic. So you didn't buy me? I didn't buy it. <laughs> Regifting it. It's from a real Yenzer to an honorary Yenzer yeah. to yet another right. honorary. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. Yep. So on the tour, on the Walk the Berg tour, why do you give out pickle pins and what is the story behind it? When you come on one of my tours, right, I, I walk you through the city, I, I talk about its history, I talk about the people here in Pittsburgh. 
And at the end of each tour, you know, I make you an honorary kind of resident, um, or as we call people from Pittsburgh, we call ourselves Yinzers, which I'll get into uh, much later. But but the pickle pin, as you guys know, right, Pittsburgh is well known for uh, our famous food product, right? The, the Heinz company and all of the amazing Heinz products. The founder of the company, H.J. Heinz, was not only good at making products and food products, but he was great at marketing. That little plastic pickle pin goes all the way back to 1893. And um, the World's Fair was being held in Chicago, and H.J. Hines was there, of course, right? What a great way for him to display uh, his products. And he had a display of his products on the second floor of the um, agricultural building and no one was coming. <laughs> he was all excited to show everything off and nobody really cared much about uh, pickles or relish. And so he came up with a really crafty idea. What he did was he gave out these little vouchers and he had uh, young boys run around the fairgrounds pass out these vouchers or tickets that said, if you visit the Heinz booth, you get, and this was big, free World's Fair souvenir. And, you know, free immediately drove people's eyes and they came running. And what he gave away was the initial thing that he gave away was Heinz plastic pickle that said Heinz on it. And it originally was not a pin. It was like a little charm that you could put on your watch or again, attached to something. And it drew thousands of people so much so that the ceiling where they were stuck on the second floor started to, to um, dip and they had to relocate them to the lower level for safety standards. So that little pickle pin goes down in history as, as being, again, one of the most successful gimmicks in every World's Fair since 1893, always had a Heinz booth and they always gave away pickle pins. You mentioned uh, the whole Scots-Irish connection and you mentioned this name Yinzer. Tell us more about that. Yeah, that was actually one of the most, I'm going to say our whole, whole uh, tour was fun, but I really enjoyed finding the connections in our uh, Scots-Irish heritage, right? And, and the language that we still use to this day from that heritage that you guys all use as well in, in Northern Ireland. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, so Western Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh in particular, this earliest European um, settlers were Scots-Irish. In the early, um, I'd say early to mid 1700s, uh, about 250 to 300,000 Scots-Irish came from Ulster uh, and came over to the uh, colonies and first really kind of landed in Philadelphia because it was a big linen um, kind of uh, port there. And then they made their way west and they made their way out to Western Pennsylvania. And so with that, over the years, we still have our local language we say here in Pittsburgh, we call it Pittsburghese. Um, we have some, a lot of weird, funny words, and a lot of them are Scots-Irish. So the first one is Yins. It's Y-I-N-Z. Yins is, we refer to that as, as a group of people. So we'd say, hey, Yins, you know, going down town later, still seeing the Stillers game. Yeah. So Yins is Y-I-N-Z, which comes from you ones. Mm -hmm. And so the Scots-Irish came over and say you ones, right? Or you went, you uh, and again, yins or well, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yins, and we say yous or yous. Yeah, as well. so, so we would also yous or yous or yous. Yeah, so I guess that's you ones, right? Yins. 
That's right. And over the years, you ones got shortened and shortened down to yens because in, in Pittsburgh, we, we actually speak quite quickly and we drop a lot of vowels and we drop words off. I also saw the word nabby and that means nosy. Right. Which is I what we say for yeah, nosy. Yeah, your nose. That one blew my mind. I had, when you dropped that and said, you guys say nebby? And I went, oh my God, yes. Like we, growing up, you'd say, you know, that nebby neighbor, right? Ooh, yes. Is always kind of, in yeah. your business, yeah. like, did you put your grass yet? That nebby neighbor. And so yeah. yeah, being nosy. Before going on your walking tour, I would have thought that Pittsburgh, I had the idea of it being very Polish, maybe very Eastern European. So I actually didn't know about that Scots-Irish heritage. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, um, the first settlers here were Scots-Irish and then, uh, you're, but you're exactly right. The Germans and then Eastern Europeans came over in droves with the industrialization, right? So um, everyone coming over to work here in Pittsburgh. Of course, the other thing that connects us all is the whiskey and another lovely gift that my good friend Andrea brought across was Wiggle Whiskey. Did I say that right? You did. Yeah. Well, well, I should drink some more well you did and you didn't. Yes. So you said it the way uh, Yinzers, we say it. And so you said Wiggle Whiskey, we say Wiggle Whiskey, but Wiggle Whiskey is taken from a, a Whiskey Rebel, uh, a guy named Philip Weigel who was actually German. If you really want to pronounce it correctly, it's Weigel whiskey. Uh, but again, don't worry, Yinzers, that's our thing, right? You can say wiggle <laughs> and the more you drink, the more wiggly, right, you get. I think another cool thing that a lot of people are surprised to hear is that Pittsburgh is a whiskey region. And in fact, I argue that we are really the birthplace of American whiskey. And I know a lot of people think immediately bourbon, but it was really the Scots-Irish that brought whiskey making uh, to to the colonies and into Western Pennsylvania, and it became very profitable. It's a huge part of the economy out here, and it was the Scots Irish who didn't want to pay the whiskey tax that Alexander Hamilton had uh, put down in, in the 1790s. And so, in order to evade that tax, they moved south outside of the Union in order to avoid that, and they ended up going down into Kentucky. And so, with that you know, you get the evolution of bourbon, but it was the Scots-Irish that started it. Um, and another thing that Andrea mentioned to me was uh, it's a great backdrop for some famous movies as well. And you talk about that and reference that in your tour. Multiple movies, television series um, have been filmed in and around Pittsburgh. Many movies um, that are filmed in Pittsburgh are in fact, uh, the plot is set in a different city. So lots of movies that you don't even realize that are set in New York or Chicago were actually filmed on the streets of Pittsburgh. Andrea got to see her and her husband had got to see um, a really cool building. It's our old County jail, which actually that's where I work. Uh, it's now the family juvenile courthouse. And so there's a multitude of things about that building. It's very haunted as well, but it was the site of the most award-winning film to be filmed in Pittsburgh. Uh, this movie swept the Oscars in 91. Um, it won Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay. Only three movies in Oscars history have ever done that. And key scenes were filmed in this old, creepy jail. Have you ever seen Silence of the Lambs? Oh, I have watched it with yeah. other beans and Chianti. Oh, I mean, Anthony Hopkins was absolutely amazing. So yeah, so where uh, in the scene, in the movie where Jodie Foster goes and first meets uh, Dr. Lecter, right? She goes 
down that stairwell and she walks down that really long, creepy hallway and there are other inmates. Um, and he's at the very end. That was all filmed inside of Pittsburgh's county jail. Your hat, which we must tell everybody about, says Pitt. Presumably that's not Brad Pitt. That does mean Pittsburgh. Right. So I went to the University of Pittsburgh. And uh, so we say Pitt. And yep. Uh, so uh, although our rival would be uh, Penn State out here. Um, but obviously, right, Andrew, you and your husband are now um, avid Pitt fans. So that's yeah, very true. <laughs> Pitt fans. I follow the Penguins, the Steelers, mm-hmm. the other ones, all of them. <laughs> well, yeah, it's okay. I know you forgot about the Pittsburgh Pirates, but they're that's not very right. good anyway. So <laughs> black and gold to the core. That's right. And that's, that's the one thing. So Heidi, when you come visit us and, and hopefully Andrea, you and your husband come again, all you need to wear is a black t-shirt that says in gold lettering sports. Okay. So you have your black and gold sports shirt and you can go to any game you want because all of our sports teams have those same colors. Sounds like your bing bong. Is that your flight about to leave Kari? It is. Yes. I am um, actually on my way, interestingly enough, to Atlanta. Uh, My cousin is getting married there. And so our whole family is going to go down to his wedding. Uh, So, yeah. Well, thank you very much for spending time in our departure lounge. Yes. Lovely to hear from you all about Pittsburgh. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I love talking about the city. I love meeting new people who come to visit Pittsburgh. And so hope to see you guys uh, again. A quick plug again for yourself and the walking tours that you do. Sure. Yeah. So I work for uh, Walk the Berg. Uh, So we do uh, historical downtown walking tours. It's a lot of fun. It's, It's a great way to show off beautiful downtown Pittsburgh and different aspects of our city and its history. Great. Well, thank you. Have a safe flight. Enjoy Atlanta and see you again. Bye. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, ladies. Bye-bye. Andrea, let me take you back in time a mere 20 odd minutes ago whenever I tried to hornswoggle you with my three were in the world clues. Do you want me to recap? Yes, please. Right, clue one was this is its country's second largest city. Second clue, its main entertainment venue shares its name with a nocturnal mammal native to Central and South America, which has large claws and a body covered in bony plates. Third and final clue. In November 2021, it celebrated a shared industrial heritage by becoming a sister city with Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Is it in Ireland? No. Okay, is it in Scotland? Give me an answer. Glasgow. You! I'm absolutely raging. (laughs) I'm absolutely raging. And listener, let me just tell you, because this will have been cut out, she got... A clue from the audience. No, I didn't. And that means you only get half a point. <laughs> yes, it's Glasgow. Glasgow was twinned with Pittsburgh in November 2021. Okay, Andrea, I have an apology <laughs> to make to you. I am so sorry. And our listeners. We have had a inquiry yeah. about this. Clearly, Glasgow is not... Scotland's second biggest city. It is, in fact, Scotland's biggest city. I was getting all confused because Edinburgh is the capital. Yeah. Well, do you forgive me, Andrea? And I let you well, have the full point. Give me the full point. I'll let you have you've, it. you've form with this because I think you're like a wee bit 
bit off vague about some of the questions and I don't really think you do your research very well. Oh my God, <laughs> put the knife in and twist it. You've got your but point. If I get my point, then yes, I forgive you. Yeah. Okay, so... Oh my God, that's it, the end. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really great episode. I yeah, loved it. Yeah, I think I've been to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I know. It. Let's do more of these. Yeah, okay. For now, we want to thank everyone involved in this episode, including Kari from Walk the Berg Tours. That's www.walktheberg.com. Thanks also to uh, visitpittsburgh.com, which is where you should go online to get the lowdown on Pittsburgh and all its attractions five of which we discussed we in this very episode um, and as always big thanks to our good friends 3D Shark for providing our toe tapping theme music you can find them online on YouTube and Bandcamp and I think we just have one more thing to say to round off this episode Go Yinzers! Go Yinzers!